Welcome back to Younger and Older. I'm Dave Wager with the leadership team of Relate365.com. I'm glad you joined us today. We are having a discussion, my brother and I, Rick, which makes me the younger of the younger and older this time. In fact, this is the first time in the history of this program that I'm the younger one. So I'm, I'm going to be a little frivolous and crazy because I feel like I should be. Um, I don't know what that means, though, but I'm going to try. Uh, Rick, how are you this morning? I am well, and I am older. You are. 18 months, <laughs> and uh, you act older, and you should act older because you are. Uh, by the way, for those listening, I love being a younger brother. When there's ever a hard decision in our family, I love giving it to my brother and making him t- make it. And uh, that's one of the privileges that young brothers have. We don't have to act like the oldest brother. You know, we can act like the younger brother and always be kind of a little bit of a pill if we want to be. And I take that seriously, that, that responsibility. Uh, but Rick is a pastor. He went into the pastorate like my dad, and I went into, actually I was a teacher for several years, and then I came up to Silver Birch Ranch and have worked here. And really my dad was involved in both uh, being a pastor and the ministry of Silver Birch Ranch. And to this day, my brother is involved at Silver Birch Ranch and the Nicolay Bible Institute. And you hear me talk about those things a lot on these various programs. And I invite you to go to silverbirchranch.org anytime you want and look at all the various programs that we have to offer. But our goal, Rick, as you know, is to serve the church. It isn't to be here and be autonomous and just say, oh, we've got a great camp and you need to come and your kids will like it here and the zip lines and all the other stuff. But it's really to help your church grow. Can you talk a little bit to the importance of relationships with places like Silver Birch Ranch or outside ministries? How does your church actually use camp or other outside ministries to help develop the people or develop your church? Well, there's a couple different ways I think that churches and pastors look at parachurch or outside ministries. First of all, the bigger the church gets, they somehow have the opinion that they can be an expert in every area. I I disagree a little bit with that because although you love the control and although you love the ability to be able to uh, do things on your time and on your dollar, uh, I think there are places that literally do a better job for you and partner along with you. So all of my life, I've been part of Silver Birch, but I've also actually been part of the church. And I have seen the Silver Birch ministries uh, grow and complement and strengthen the church all the way through the years. All right. Now, how does how does that work? I mean, when we say a church can get involved with a camp, how do you as a pastor have your church involved? There's a couple different ways I would answer that. First of all, when I was younger and I was a youth pastor and had the opportunity to partner with both camp and the church, we were connected at the hip. So many of the times that I was able to serve our junior high and senior high kids along with their families at the church, we would bring them up and sort of a boot camp or a summer-long mission trip or a week-long mission trip where we'd be able to put them in an environment and teach them how to serve and teach them uh, how to be a great counselor. And these things, along with our normal ministries back at home, complemented each other beautifully. Yeah. The other way that we saw this 
I guess, partnership thrive is that we as a church, especially a smaller church, um, we cannot do what Silver Birch can do. So we have a great opportunity to partner with a place whose goal is to build the church, serve the church, encourage the church. And again, to be quite honest, there's lots of camps and, and there's lots of ministries and lots of mission trips that you could go on. But very few of them literally um, has the passion to partner with you or make your church stronger. And so I actually think from, from the very beginning when my dad uh, started this place and Dave took over as director, um, they have been really good at keeping that mission in front um, or making it foremost. And, and that literally is, how can we make your church stronger? Yeah, you know, it's been fun because really that is a question we have is we want to be able to build a local church. I think in most camping programs, if there's a huge weakness, it's being able to follow up on people that really begin their relationship or begin to understand who God is and then they go home and there's nobody there to talk to and there's nobody available to continue this journey with them. And what we find is that if you come up and you send leadership up. So you send some leaders up with high school young people. I think you have some high school people here this week, do you not? Right, we do. Yeah, and you have some leaders here? Yep. So what what will happen is if they start asking questions and start um, their spiritual journey in some way or trying to figure out who God is and responding to his love, the leadership that's with them will know about that. And they get to go home with them. And so they get to follow up on that. And I think through the years I've been to so many seminars at uh, Christian camping conferences where they're trying to figure up, f figure out follow-up. And uh, I finally raised my hand and said, well, why don't we have the churches come up with them and go home with them? And then the follow-up is really up to them in the local body rather than us trying to do it from a distance and create another program that, you know, maybe or maybe not will work because the relationships are really important. Um, at Silver Birch Ranch, I, I know we, we've worked on it, and you created a lot of these programs when you were younger and working in the program, but we, we create programs where people can play together. So we have zip lines and horses and, and water skiing and rafting. And when a counselor comes up, we want them to be with the kids so that they enjoy those experiences. We don't have them teaching those things. We have them enjoying the experience with them. And that's critical. You came up in the spring, actually, to help us with our summer props. Uh, this summer, we have two big pirate ships in the middle of our field that are probably bigger than we should have made them. But yeah. they're, they're big, they've got cannons, they've got all. It's part of our theme night, which actually happens tonight, uh, the day we're recording this. Um, what was the experience? You came up with how many people in the spring to help? Yeah, we, we came up, I, I believe, with the uh, 16, 17 people. Okay, and your job was to, what'd you do? You know what's kind of cool, Dave, is that, um, all the guys that came up this year were either high school students in my ministry a million years ago, and now they're grown. Now they're part of different churches. Now they have kids literally um, all the way from very young to going to college. And we were able to come on up this crew 
brought their sons, at least at this moment, although I, I did hear from a few of the daughters that were a little upset that they mm. could not come. Yep. That's not what I said, but that's how it worked out. And it was cool for me to be able to partner with Jason. Um, Jason is the program director here who has amazing dreams and and does things literally. I, I'm just in awe because as I had that position when I was younger, there wasn't any way that we could do what Jason does and and provide a staff like Jason has. Yeah, well, I shake my head a little bit yeah. at him. So, yeah. I mean, he does some really big things, and those ships yeah. in the field are two big things. Yes. And so now we get to come up and we get to enjoy these extravaganza type of, of activities, which, again, we never would be able to do. Um, and we allow camp or Silver Birch Ranch to be able to do what they do well, and we get to bring up our counselors, uh, people that have served here in the past, um, opportunities to be able to help build props, but realistically, as people come to a ministry like this, we have an opportunity to serve all different ways and all different times over right. the years. Yeah, you know, and I encourage people to you know, call our office, talk to Jason, see how you can plug into the summer or to Brad, our camp director, and see how you can plug in year-round because the goal is really to create an atmosphere for your church to be able to come to, to train people to work and serve. Uh, I really appreciate something you do, Rick, and our dad did this, where you came up with the people and worked. I know you're getting older, so that had to be sore a little bit later. You had to be stiff. Yeah, and the way that it works right now, because everybody's busy, is that we come up on a Thursday night. Um, it's about a 280-mile trip for us. Um, we get up first thing in the morning, um, as long as the light is there. We work all day and then actually leave to go back home to the Chicagoland area about 7 at night. And literally, um, I just turned 65 and uh, I love doing the work, but the recovery time, man, yeah. it, it is, it's taking longer. Yeah, drink more water. Yes, yeah, more. But now, the, the travel time, though, is that a good time or is that just a hard time? Yeah. Over the years, people have looked down at the travel time. I think it's one of the greatest times we have, uh, whether it's with kids or whether we're coming up to serve. Literally, we have about five hours in the car. And if we are not on our phones and if we are not on any other screen, conversations always happen. So I see it as valuable to be able to be in a car. It's very few times or a van or a bus or whatever that we have undivided attention. So I think it's a perfect uh, trip for us and uh, opportunity to be able to um, talk about what's important. Yeah, now you're you're talking about coming up at the end of summer to help take this thing down. That's correct. Now, and you're also talking about bringing more extended family of your own yeah. to do that. Now, tell us how that yeah. works. I mean, it, it, how valuable is that um, even as an... I know I'm, ta I'm talking as if, you know, here I am the president of the ministry, so I'm saying, oh, good, you're coming to help us. So I have to take that hat off for a second because I'm really more... Uh, looking at the idea of how valuable is it for you as a, a dad and a grandpa and and a pastor to come up and 
work as a whole team to do something like that. And you're planning to do that in the end of summer, I think. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah, what's what's exciting about this is Silver Birch is a little bit over 50 years old. And Sharon and I have been part of that ministry from the beginning, as Dave and Linda have been. But now I have grown kids, and, and I have um, both Josh is married to Julie, and Kara is married to Scott, uh, but I have six grandkids, and they're all from about eight years old to about 12 years old. So they're not only coming up to serve, and they not only have grown up here serving and developing, but now they have their own families. And so I have an opportunity to, to come on up with them to serve physically in an area that, for the most part, nobody will see. Right. And, and no one understands it, but we get to spend time in the car together, we get to serve together, and we get to build some memories together. You know, I, I think that's so critical. I, I have never seen where a, a pastor of a church comes up and uh, they serve by just, they might do dishes, they might work on a building, they might rake the grounds, and they're doing it with people from their church, and I've never seen it not be an extremely valuable experience for everybody involved. Yeah, I think getting pastors to be with people and giving them an opportunity to do something like that is very important for the people to see. And then you go to a family level where grandchildren get to watch grandpa, you know, try and do things with them and try and teach them things and try and just be a part of carry this board over here, let's pile yeah. it there, and teach them some values. This isn't done by, don't depend on the schools, I think. Don't depend on other, go and do stuff yourself with the extended generations. And I think it would be extremely valuable to you. One of, one of the reasons I think Silver Ranch was founded in the first place was to give one generation uh, a classroom to work with another generation, to teach them how to do things. I was looking over at camp this week where there's a high school camp going on. There's 300-plus high school kids that are that are here. And I was noticing that there was a counselor here whose dad is probably 70 years old. I'm not, I'm not sure. And they're both counseling. And he's probably in his 40s, and, and his dad's in his 70s or something like that. I'm not even sure. And they're counseling together. And I thought, how fun. So I talked to him yesterday, and I said, how's this going? He goes, these high school kids stay up late. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, they do. But I'm proud of him. He's here. Yeah. And he's, he's going down and sitting in a ski boat and watching them and, and doing things with them as a 70-year-old. And his son is the main counselor. He's kind of a backup. Yeah. And I said, you know, this is so great. You should go back to your church and recruit a bunch of father-sons to yeah. do this. Yeah. Not only for the father and son themselves, but I'm thinking of the high school kids to watch what a father and son can do together. Yeah. You know, how many high school kids today uh, really have fathers that would be willing to spend time with them serving like these two? So let's put them on display a little bit. Yeah. Now, I don't think he'd want me telling he's on display because he's a humble guy. But I think that's the valuable thing. When you come up with your son and daughter and their family, son-in-law and your grandkids, the young people get to see two generations that work together. Yeah. And I think that's a valuable experience. Not just play together. I'm not against going to Disney World or whatever you want to do, but I'm thinking where are the experiences families have of just going up and serving? Uh, every once in a while, we, we uh, take people who want to do dish room. They just want to come and clean the dishes for everybody. We have you know the industrial Hobart machine and all that. 
And every once in a while, there's a family that comes and does it. And they always think this is one of the most valuable things they do. They just come up and do dishes together. And it's extended. You got grandma and grandpa. You got mom and dad. You got all the kids. And they're cleaning dishes for a whole weekend, cleaning the tables when people are done, making sure the dining room's set up. And they're looking at this as a valuable experience. So that's the kind of tool I'm talking about. And uh, with Silver Birch Ranch, uh, I remember when we grew up and I was in charge of a, a youth club, one of the requirements I had back then, and you could get away with it, and I think I might have got it from you. I don't know if you had the same requirement in your clubs, but you were over me in those, was uh, that my leadership would come to camp for one week, and they would bring kids with them. So they would bring five kids. And we always had a goal that they would bring five kids that didn't know Christ or weren't part of the church. And it was an amazing uh, ministry as far as reaching people for the kingdom, growing our clubs, so much so that when I had the chance, I left teaching and went into it full time because I thought, I don't think there's a more effective way to use my life than to get people into the Northwoods, get them relational with God, get them with each other, provide the framework for them to do something. So I encourage people go to silverbirchranch.org and take a look at how you could get involved with us. And I encourage you to get involved with us, either as a family level or uh, as a church. We also have a, another program here, Rick, that I, the students really like you in this program. I can't figure out why, uh, but they do like you. And we have a, a one-year college here called the Nicolay Bible Institute on our grounds. Started in 1982 as kind of a thought. I mean, we wanted to take young people who were heading to college and really, instead of teaching them everything that a college would, teach them how to do life. Uh, by that, I mean teach them the Bible teach them how to die to themselves, and those were really the priority right there. Uh, you know, learn the Bible, learn to die to yourself. Have a relationship with God that's meaningful, understand what that means, and to give you the tools for no matter what job, no matter what you go into in life, you, you have what you need to go into it. You may not have the skills. You may not know how to weld from here, but, but you know how to deal with other people and things. Now, you're, you come up and teach in that program every year. Uh, my brother has his doctorate in, what is your doctorate in? Doctor of Ministry. There you go, Doctor of Ministry. <laughs> I have no doctorate, so I'm not that smart, but I'm the younger brother, so I don't have to have one. I just depend on his. And uh, you come up and you teach a class every year. What's your impression of the Nicolay Bible Institute and your time that you spend with those students? I love coming up every year to, to teach at Nicolay Bible Institute. I recognize that uh, my time at Silver Birch is not as, um, well, shall I say, I'm not here as often as I used to be. And I have an opportunity to be able to pour into some students and to be able to encourage them on this journey. And so I see it as a privilege for one thing, but I also see it as part of me listening to God and obeying the Great Commission, which is go, and as you go, make disciples. So as I look at this ministry, I have one week, and we teach a little bit, or I teach a little bit like a, a college um, seminar-type class, where I'm only up here for one week, but the students have a certain amount of reading to do before I get here. They have a certain final that they have to finish when I leave. So the time that I literally am up here, we have a chance for one week to talk about God, 
to talk about how to connect with God and to talk about how to help others do exactly the same thing. Yeah, no, I know. And they, uh, you know, after you're done, they always appreciate it. Of course, they've had me for a whole semester. Yes. And I tell them, well, you're going to get my brother. I'm sorry. He's going to come. And, I, of course, they know I'm joking by the time it's done uh, because uh, they just love your class. They love what you do with them that week. And I think that every young person, especially in our culture today, needs to at least entertain the idea that should I go to a place where I can learn about life instead of just subjects in college for a little bit? Should I just go somewhere where I can learn how to love people, how to serve people? I tell uh, some of the uh, business guys I've met with that were talking to us about what they're looking for in people, you know, down the road. Yeah, we teach them how to uh, plunge toilets, and we teach them how to take care of uh, emergencies because there's all kinds of activities here, and if there's a, you know, we want them certified in certain first aid principles. And they go, well, you're on the right track. I, I want those people in my place. If they know how to plunge a toilet, I want yeah. them. Because it's amazing some of the just life skills that people need to know. And they need to learn that really the world is really about representing God and using the gifts and talents that you have uh, for the kingdom. There's a young man here uh, this last year in MBI. And I remember I met with him one day. And he was talking about uh, wanting to be a welder. And I let him talk for a while, and I was listening to him. I thought, okay, that's interesting. And I thought, when he was done, I said, why do you want to be a welder? He goes, well, i got to make a living somehow, and I guess anybody can learn welding. And I thought, really? I said, let me ask you a couple other questions. What, what is your passion? What would you really like to do in life? I mean, if, if, if I came to you and said, it doesn't really matter, the schooling, the money, the preparation, what would you like to do? And his eyes got bright, and he looked at me and said, I want to be a bodyguard. I thought, why are you going into welding then? Well, because, you know, bodyguard, you know, I got to make money somewhere. I thought, you know what you should do? Here's, here's what I asked him to do the rest of the semester. I said, if you're going to ever be a bodyguard, first of all, you're going to carry a weapon. There's going to be all kinds of rules and regulations. You need to, in life, you need to follow rules. And so I want you to just practice listening and following rules. And then maybe you should look at getting into a police academy or a, somewhere like that. Well, he changed the whole course of his, his life. He's going in the Marines after he's done here. And uh, he's got a smile on his face every time I see him now. He's just so thrilled to go and get some training. And that's part of the stuff that goes on at Nicolay Bible Institute. It's like, what are you made for? Let's look at it. And let's get you in that area. You can represent Jesus in the Marines as a bodyguard, as a welder. You don't have to be a pastor. I can't tell you the number of people that come to me and ask, how many people go from Nicolay Bible Institute into the full-time ministry? And I think, I, all of them, I hope. Yeah. You know, I hope that, that those that become, you know, moms and stay at home and those that become Marines, I hope they all love God and act like they love God in public. And uh, if they do, we're, we're going to be on the right track. So I, I hope that happens. I'd love for you to investigate. If you're, if you're wondering more about Nicolay Bible Institute, go ahead and take a look at it. It's online, nicolaybibleinstitute.org. And uh, we hope that we can uh, be a part of your future. Uh, I was going to tell you, Rick, though, there's some things that we're working on at camp that might be very helpful as we try and encourage churches. One of the things that I'm working on right now is I'm trying to figure out how to partner with uh, businesses or some kind of financial people to sponsor anyone that's been through the foster care system and anyone who's lived in a home that's adopted a child, either adoptee or to pay their MBI fees. I, I would like to reward those families. 
yeah. that have been out there that have stretched themselves and gone and said, we want to adopt children and we want to take care of those that um, need foster care and we want to provide a safe place for them. And we think, you know, how can we encourage them in the local churches? How could I come to you as a pastor and say, you know, if you have people in your congregation, here's a way that, that we can encourage them and be a part of their lives. So we're trying to figure out who we need to connect with to get a fund going for that. And I think uh, as people are listening even now, if you know businesses or, or places that would want to sponsor something like that, it's just one of those things for us right now that we're looking at. Uh, and we're constantly looking at different ways that we can help build the church and encourage people to do just right. Just do right. And in order to do right, you know, sometimes we don't even know what it is, but we do know it's not right to abort children. It's right to adopt children. We know it's right that if somebody has a need, we, we provide foster care for them. And so we think we need to be more part of that. Uh, did you know, uh, and you probably did, that we have a adoption weekend up here? That is a very popular weekend. And the families that have come to that, they've all adopted kids and all their adopted kids come. And it really is an amazing weekend where they, they share with each other. They become best friends with other families that have been in this situation with them. And uh, we are constantly looking at trying to do that. Uh, right now, we're even in negotiations with a group that works with foster children to provide some uh, camp time for families that have been in the foster care system. And uh, so we'll see where that goes. But uh, constantly looking for different ways that we could get involved. So we've also got another place called the Wolf River Refuge. So we've got these three different ministries besides um, Relate365.com, which everybody's listening to. And that's a place where you, Pastor Rick, can get away with people in a more adult facility. And, and uh, it's, it used to be a resort, so the cabins are a little nicer than our cabins that we have for kids. Not that they're bad, but a little nicer. Uh, and we encourage you to look that up. Have you you've been to the refuge, Wolf River Refuge? Oh yeah, it's a beautiful place. And uh, we want to encourage you. We want to encourage any pastor to be able to say, "I'm going to go up there with about ten, twelve people, whether they be couples or individuals, spend a weekend with them, and uh, creatively go through ways where they can learn to enjoy God and enjoy each other." Uh, so so many different ministry opportunities. Now, this may sound like an advertisement to you, but in reality, we love the church, we love God's people, and we look for ways to get the message out that we're here, ready, and available to serve you. So you need to go to silverbirchranch.org, take a look at the website there. And if you are somebody who has a business or has an opportunity to give some resources to a very worthy cause, we're looking to try and encourage people who do right in life both through the Christian camping ministry that we have, through the Nicolay Bible Institute ministry, looking for those who have adopted children in ways that we can help and encourage them, those who have chosen to serve in foster care programs and be the light of the Lord Jesus Christ to young people who need help at a very critical time in their life. You can contact us and see how we can partner up to help make some of that a reality. It's really fun to be part of the ministry that God is doing in this world whether it be on short podcasts or radio broadcasts or Silver Birch Ranch, Nicolay Bible Institute, or even sitting in a studio with my older brother, being able to talk about God's goodness and the things that God's doing in our lives and in the life of the church and the ministry here at Silver Birch Ranch. God has been faithful. I've learned that through the years. And it's fun to be a part 
of seeing his faithfulness get imparted to another generation. So I invite you to join us in trying to do that. Look us up on SilverBirchRanch.org. This is Dave Wager with their program, Younger Older, coming to you from the studios of Relate365.com.